It sounds like you've got no integrity. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Long Drive Home Podcast with Arthur Mel Tea Party, where this time we're talking to Scouse comedian Dean Coughlin. Dean gives a really interesting insight into the world of stand-up comedy, which, despite being naturally hilarious, um, is a world we know very little about. Uh, so this was really, really fun, really, really interesting. Me and Tom, who are on the podcast, are both massive comedy fans, so we sort of nerded out um, about things like bombing at shows, how to deal with bombing. Um, set lengths, playing to people who really don't care that you're there and loads more uh, Dean also uh, hosts a couple of podcasts there's the Damn Daniel podcast which um, I'm a big fan of and I mention uh, quite a few times in the show well worth listening to and the Mild High Club uh, which is also a really really good podcast like and subscribe to this podcast talking about other podcasts on a podcast very matter uh, yeah like and subscribe to this one thanks if you already have if you haven't then yeah. on with the show nice one so thanks for coming on Dean I um, no I've uh, I've been listening to the Dan Daniel podcast for I think, well, I've just been rinsing it from episode one up to about 20 now. And oh, it's yeah. Just, it just, like, gripped me because uh, I was saying to Tom before, I, I grew I, I used to, not grow up, I used to live where Danny grew up. Oh, okay. Um, so he makes a load of references. I'm like, oh, fuck, I, yeah, I used to live there. And I, oh, yeah, on I the late stuff like yeah, that. Well, no, it was at Hambridge. Uh, so oh, I lived, okay. I lived above the kebab house opposite, like, and there'll be a base. You'll know that. There's only one kebab house in... Is it the Caspian? In, uh, <laughs> uh, no, that one is in the oh. middle of town, the Caspian, but that's Saturday. That's, so. that's his favourite um, one. That's the one he's always going on about. So. It is It is about to. It's not far from Chico Land, where I oh, used right, to okay. <laughs> which surprisingly enough sells a lot of chicken. Um, I'll have to get him uh, to take me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well worth the well well worth the excursion. But uh, yeah, because I, I sort of listen, I was like, oh, he's because you you you. And I've seen a bit of your stand up online. You talk about being a metalhead, and I was like, we Tom had said to me, we really we want to want to get a comedian on uh, because we've only ever sort of talked to like either mates or yeah. people in like you know in bands. So when Tom mm. said comedian, I was like, hang on a minute. I know someone who's sort of done both, or not sort yeah. of, has, leg- <laughs> has legitimately done both. And um, it'd just be really interesting to me because I've I've only ever been to good comedy gigs where yeah. like I paid money and laughed and had a good time. But mm. I'm presuming that's not always the case. <laughs> no, um, it depends what sort of night you're going for, really, because you can either go to a, a new material, new act kind of night and that's where you're going to find some people who are like just starting out and might not be the best at comedy. Um, but if you're paying to go to like a professional one, then most of the time you'll be you'll be all right. Yeah. So like, so how long have you been doing it for them? Um, stand up uh, about three and a half years. It's been. Hmm. 
But obviously, this last year is kind of a write-off year, isn't it? So. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, this yeah this this year doesn't count. Mm. Uh, no one's no one's counting it um, in, in any way. Um, and I had, I had a little like swipe through a uh, bit of you know fucking stalkery fanboy, whatever. But I had a little swipe through your Instagram and noticed you'd been because you went over to is it New Zealand? You just, you just went uh, yeah, over and yeah. did a load of gigs. Where yeah. have you been, Dean? Where um, have you been? I've been, I've been all over, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A couple of years ago, I was in Australia, but that was before I started um, the stand-up and stuff. But that's where I originally had the idea to get into stand-up. Mm. Um, but yeah, I went over to New Zealand just for just for a little bit of a break, you know, like mix things up a little bit um, and started gigging over there. And it was okay. Just the gigs were way, it was just different over there. Felt, mm. felt way tougher, um, you know. Curious about how, uh, how like, like sort of a scouser would get on in New Zealand as a as a comedian as well. Like that sounds uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. To, interesting. To be honest, a couple of gigs, um, you'd walk out and start talking, and people would be like, "Hey, Liverpool!" And there'd be like <laughs> a lot of uh, foreigners in. So right. you know, like, because um, I think going to comedy nights is a bit more of a British thing than a yeah, yeah, Kiwi yeah okay. thing, you know. Um. Because a lot of them like just going, getting their mates around to the gardens and having barbecues and <laughs> sitting in the sun. They don't really want to come and sit inside and listen to someone chat shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that, it was, felt like the energy was completely different. Like over here, it feels like people sort of see going to comedy as like their night out. So yeah. they're always getting drunk and <laughs> it's like an escape from the normal week, like like the the rubbish weather and all stuff like that but yeah, yeah, over there totally. it felt like you you were in you were like ruining their night you know <laughs> you were in the way or something I suppose there's, um, there's a lot less to complain about in terms of weather and you know standard of living really yeah but even like the sense of humor like the sarcasm seemed like it was really lost on a lot of them and like sometimes <laughs> they do a bit of like self-deprecating oh, humor yeah. And over there, you just get like sort of a, ah, oh, no, you're like, no, I don't want the sympathy. I want you to no. laugh at the, <laughs> at the tragedy. Otherwise, it's just dead sad. Um, I mean, that's yeah, like self-deprecation is kind of like the cornerstone of a lot of British comedy as well. That's it, so, yeah. You know, well, like in Liverpool, you know, you say some of it, and everyone goes, ah, you fucking down bad yet, you are. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Whereas over there, it felt like they all felt real bad for you, and like, oh, are you oh, okay? Like, get you a cup of tea. And- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just some of the stuff yet to just, just like it worked really well over here and didn't land over there. So it was like, oh. Got to change stuff up, and the the set lengths were way different as well. So, I think it helped me uh, get a bit better because I had to like try and fit as many jokes into like six minutes. It was whereas over a year you get like ten usually. Minimum. Yeah, six. That's short, isn't it? Six, yeah, especially because yeah. I I mean like I you know like I've I don't go to a lot of comedy nights like smaller comedy nights. I haven't mm. been to. I've only been to a handful really. But one thing I've sort of noticed in like more like modern comedy is more anecdotal stuff where the where the, the like the build up is much longer. Yeah, and the like payoff can take yeah, exactly. Um 
so it must be quite difficult to kind of do something like that when you've got like a like a six minute slot or whatever. Yeah, because it went from like just starting to get like 15, 20 minute spots and then went over there and they were like, oh, here's six minutes. Tell your best jokes quick. Yeah, so it, but it, it was good because it helped me like cut out all the fat and just get yeah, to yeah. where the funniest bits were. So then when I got home, like it felt like it really helped me. Because I got back and That's people cool. were like, oh, he's definitely like progressed since you've been there. But it was just because it was tough. Like, got used to bombing over there. <laughs> I think if you can get comfortable bombing, yeah, then you don't care. Do you know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You can only this, go up from there. Like, this is something I've been curious about for a while because I've been a fan of of stand up for for as long as I can remember, almost as much as I am a fan of music, and I've always been like sort of obsessed about how do you like how how do because you said the phrase like or something to the effect of like being okay with bombing mm. how do, how does that because with i suppose with the band it's different because when you finish a song and no one claps you can just be dead loud and carry on and yeah. just be like ah oh, fuck it and we're just gonna mm. just carry on being dead loud but how, how do you cope with that like how do you uh, cope with bombing well when i first started a, a lad uh, a good mate of mine Callum Oakley, he said, uh, oh, I, I love when my mates bomb. Um, and, and I was like, oh, my God, that's horrendous. I can't think of anything worse because um, I was new. And now I know what he means um, because cause I've been through it myself. When you see someone else going through it, you know, and you know he's a good comedian. Mm. Just something hasn't worked on the night. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. hilarious. And, like, the comedians <laughs> will be the only ones laughing. Um <laughs> but at first you just sort of like get real real sweaty and panicky and just try and get through oh. your your jokes and do your time and then leave, you know, leave like really try and quickly. get off before there's a break or anything. <laughs> um but when you start getting used to it, like you just sort of like laugh at how much it isn't working. <laughs> yeah, Some people imagine. laugh at, at that with you, you know. Does it um do, does it make you feel a bit more defiant? Like when something like that's happening, would you say? Um, maybe. I think sometimes you just if it starts happening, you sort of write it off in your head straight away, yeah, yeah. and then you just like sort of go, "This will be over in five minutes, and I won't see any of these people ever again." So <laughs> if I can make, if I can get one laugh before I leave, then that's fine. But if so- not, I'm just going to leave straight out the door, <laughs> never turn back. Like. Sounds like every time I go to a doctor's appointment. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I suppose it, with bands, it's like you've got, you have to stick around because it's yeah. like, if say you're a support band, well, you know, you, your gear's already on the stage or like you're the headline band, your gear's, your gear's there, but you've got, you've got at least the half an hour to an hour's worth of a loadout afterwards to, yeah. Halfway home. Yeah. Before the breaks even started, so that's probably one of the best things. That that's like a good thing. Like you don't have to re- rely on four other people, you know, to yeah, sort of gigs out and yeah. stuff. It's all like one man sort of pr- uh, production, isn't it? So yeah, it's nice just turning up with with nothing to a show. Yeah. You know? Like don't have to worry about any guitar tuners or anything like that. Just <laughs> straight on stage with a mic that's already there. So. It's perfect. It's nice. <laughs> oh, that's, the, that's the dream. No loading. Mm. That's the absolute dream, man. Yeah. So, um, so tell us about some of your your worst gigs, then. Okay. So, 
one of them was the first time I started like getting comfortable with doing badly was in New Zealand. Um, we got booked to do like a, a company Christmas party. And they were like, I was right. 15 minutes, you get $50 and f- a couple of free beers and stuff. And I was just happy to to do the gig mm-hmm. um, because I just felt like I needed to get the reps in, you know. So we turn up and it's like just they all know each other. So it's instantly weird because it feels like you're just in someone's party then. Yeah. It's like at a comedy show, everyone like they might have groups of maybe 10 or something max, but not the whole room, like, don't mm. know each other, you know what I mean? So the the host started, and he'd never hosted the show before, so he didn't know what he was doing. So he goes up and just starts chatting, and it's not going well because everybody's just talking to one another because <laughs> they're just having a nice party, you know? Yeah, I don't yeah. think any of them really wanted to watch comedy <laughs> or even enjoyed comedy. So they're just chatting away. Like and the guy who's hosting it doesn't really know what he's doing, so he doesn't know how to control the room or warm the warm the audience up, you know. Um, and also the way they sat wasn't ideal either. You know, it's sort of like cabaret style seating, um, right. but but they're all facing one another rather than facing the front of the room. Oh, what? Yeah, so th- it was just made it really easy for people to talk to one another and not pay attention to you. Oh. Um, and then he just sort of brought me on. But as I got brought on, they started serving the food. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so obviously everybody's just like, oh, we've not eaten for hours. We're starving. And the food looked really nice as well. <laughs> so I was just like, I don't know how I'm meant to compete with this. Like, <laughs> with a, when you with clearly... a nice dinner. <laughs> well, I just, I, so I, I sort of had like a bit of a, like a bit of a breakdown on stage. <laughs> Um, because like I started and I started just doing my normal set and then I was like oh this clearly isn't working there's about two or three about of 50 people maybe like two or three of them was paying attention to me and they were laughing and being polite and stuff but you know when the whole room's ignoring you and talking and you're using like a little toy microphone it's just (laughs) it was was hard work so I sort of uh like I say, I just sort of give up with it and just started like shouting at people. Because um, <laughs> I, 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 I've got a, one of my legs is fully tattooed black, um, and I, right. I was I started doing a little bit where I was like showing people it and saying how it was like normal to do and stuff. Um, so I had my leg out, and there's no one was looking at me, and I was like, "Oh, this is dead embarrassing when no one's paying attention." <laughs> so then. So then, like, to the two people that were listening to me, I just, they were like, oh, can we see your other tattoos? So I just started showing them my tattoos. And everyone was just <laughs> eating food. <laughs> and then I was just, like, I was just shouting at people, being like, oh, is this what you want? Is it just, like, a tattooed freak to stand in the corner <laughs> while, while you eat your cold meats? And just... <laughs> But then the more I was getting mad and, like, having a bit of a breakdown, the better it seemed to get. <laughs> people were like what's what's going on and then by the end of it like they were all listening and laughing and like it was but it just made me feel like oh it doesn't matter like how bad it's going because it, it, it's going to be over soon yeah. and like pe- then people won't probably won't even remember me so like that's I'm really like, tragic oh, fuck, you know what fuck this i'm just going for it just yeah. try and 
do the gig for me now because <laughs> yeah. these clearly aren't bothered anymore. Um, and yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't ideal, but it helped me in the long run. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, comedians can't really compete with food. That's what I uh, <laughs> realised that day. Um, I mean, a sort of restaurant comedian slot doesn't sound like something that would ever no. go down well, really. Not but really. But there was something that really struck me there when you were just talking about like getting your tattoos out is if you're a comedian and no one's engaging with you, mm. then you're essentially just a guy yeah. talking to That's no it. one. Especially and when that... the whole room knows one another. Yeah. And you're sort of just like, hey, uh, I'm still here, you know. And, and they're all just chatting, like asking about each other's kids and stuff. And you're like, I can't, I don't care about this. <laughs> it was the light outside and everything, like just like a real oh. nice evening. And you just just got a real sense that nobody wanted wanted me there. So it's just like, I'm just going to drink your free beer and then I'm going to go home. But, and then after that, they started like making, uh, having like a pizza dough competition. Oh, wow. And like all started taking the tops off and rolling around in the pizza dough and flour. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, what? this is chaos. It was madness. <laughs> what kind of company was it? They were like IT company. Oh, of course. So some, some of the people there were like super smart people who like really didn't like, um, like social interactions. Yes. Yeah. So he like they just had me the back to us the whole time, and you'd be like, "Oh, uh, how are you?" And they just like wouldn't answer you. You're like, oh. but everyone else in the in the room would know because they were like, "Oh, they're the quiet ones from the office." So they see what see what happens now. No one would like help you out or anything. They just just all sit and watch and wait for it to unfold. You know, this is weird, like, like some cruel documentary or something. Yeah, it was just it was just hard work. That's all but, I can put it down to. It's interesting though because I feel I feel like you're almost like a model a model comedian in a way because you've used that that experience to grow. Because I oh, feel yeah. like some people would go through an experience like that, especially kind of early on in their career, hmm. and it could be like a really sort of negative um, or have a really negative result where someone could just go, oh, "Fuck this, this isn't." Really yeah, I mean, it's definitely like a make or break kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know, because. Because you could go the whole way of like, like I say, when you have a, a real bad time and you're just sweating and trying to get through your stuff and, you know, it feels like you've been on stage for 15 minutes and it's been four and you're like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, then moments you're like, I could just never do this again. Yeah, yeah. Or you can go, right, I don't want that to happen again or I don't want to feel that way. So you you learn from it, like you say. And, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely made me a better comedian, I think just because like being comfortable in them uncomfortable situations was just like, oh, well, if I can do that, I can come and do a gig where there's a hundred people that actually want to watch comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, definitely. so definitely helped. That um, that's, that story you said there, Dean, remi- sort of reminds me of, um, so I, I very sporadically have played in like, function bands for you know mm. for, for money there's no other reason obviously but um like bringing food out like when they bring the food out during when the band's playing so that's happened before and yeah. then you get bride and grooms going like why isn't anyone dancing and you're like mm. well you've you've just served up chicken tikka masala during my, during my girl 
Like yeah. You know, like yeah. People, people are picking tikka masala over my over, over always, especially my girl every wedding. day. Yeah, especially at a wedding when you've been like out since eleven in the morning and nobody saved you anything till like five o'clock or something. Yeah. Everyone's absolutely starving, and then you're like, "Hey, come for a dance!" Like, no, I've got a queue no, up for the buffet. Like, yeah, yeah. dancing <laughs> yeah. when there's a queue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I fucked that. So uh, yeah, grim, grim mm. man. So um, what's your what's your next story then, man? Uh, well, probably I go for like a band one because as I say, like I've not had incredibly horrible comedy gigs mm. like i've had i've had a few like when where you come away from it and go oh that wasn't that wasn't good mm. but then, i've never had anywhere like someone's tried to like throw a chair at me or anything exciting <laughs> like that um one time when i was in one of the bands i was in though uh cthulhu um we were booked to do a gig in a place called the black bull um it's up Newcastle ways, but it's not in Newcastle. I tried to right. find it to pinpoint it, but um, couldn't find it. So hopefully it's closed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we we drove all the way up, and at, when we pulled up outside, there was two like uh, like a skinhead couple, you know, like yeah. all in their Doc Martens, acid acid wash jeans, like tattoos, um. And they're just staring at the van, and we were like, "Oh, this this doesn't look like a good venue straight away." <laughs> um, so we got out the van, and we walked in, and they were like, "Oh yeah, the gigs in here, but you can't go in just yet because they're doing a uh, a tattoo charity day." And I was right. like, "What do you mean?" And they were like, "Oh, like they're doing tattoos in the pub." for charity and I could hear a dog barking in there and stuff and I was like this is disgusting <laughs> like they're not going to clean the tables or anything properly it's just going to be like blood particles everywhere just <laughs> oh, really not in the mood for that um, and we were just getting like some real horrible looks from some of the people because like we le- we found out later on that this pub was uh, home to like you know a uh, BMP style oh. uh, <sighs> meetings and stuff and our bass player was Asian, and we were getting like some real weird, like real weird looks. And we were like, you know, what? don't feel comfortable here. Yeah. Um, and then it just got more and more like uneasy the more like people were turning up and stuff. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this! Like, hypothetically, if we had have all been black and we turned up here, and you've got all like BMP posters on the wall and shit, like. Without letting you know that this is what the venue was, yeah, we were like, you know what, fuck this. So we were like, oh yeah, we're just gonna go to the shop, and uh, we just all jumped in the van and just fucked off. We just didn't <laughs> even do the gig. We were like, you know what, like cheeky bastards, not telling us that, like, because realistically, if the other went, oh, it's a, uh, it's full of people who are part of the BMP and that, we wouldn't have done well, the gig. Cut the gig, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like to not tell us and then turn up and we get an eyeball by some woman with a skinhead and like a St. George tattoo, we was like, oh no. Oh, this is hell. a terrible idea. So, <laughs> so it wasn't even the gig that was bad, it was just the venue. It was terrible. <laughs> so we left. Who booked you for that show? Uh, we, we, I, don't, I don't remember the, the promoter, but it, we would have just booked it ourselves. Like, yeah, yeah. The guy Send didn't mention email, a thing yeah. um, <laughs> about any of the, the neo-Nazi style people that were mm. coming to the gig. 
Yeah, I, I mean, thought... I've seen that film Green Wing, so it's probably worth avoiding it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we just bailed out fast and uh, <laughs> nearly burnt the clutch out on the van trying to get up a hill. <laughs> <Just> to... <laughs> fast oh. as you can. Yeah, yeah. I crazy, suppose that's, that, that's the thing with neo-Nazis is they don't tend to freely advertise it. No. Like if they say, do you to want to come no. and play? Do you want to come and play Newcastle's premier EDL pub? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, to be fair though, they they should definitely let people know. Yeah, just, definitely. Just in case, you know. Just um, are you are you guys okay playing for racists? Yeah, you are <laughs> great. Fine. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure there's some people who do cater to it, but oh like, yeah, I bet. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm sure one of the other bands on were like uh, some Italian power metal band on and it's just <laughs> the whole vibe was just not what we were looking for really <laughs> to be honest <laughs> um i have to i have to really kind of respect your conviction there to just go scope the joint and go nah mm. straight back in the van and get out of there like you know yeah that's, there's, that's there's, good. there's just no positives that could have come <laughs> apart from like maybe positive hepatitis from <laughs> the room that they were tattooing in but like nah just did, none of so it felt grim. right you know so yeah 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 totally wow well we'll avoid that place if it ever comes yeah. up at all it's, it's it was newcastle ways so if there's ever like, some sort of uh power metal charity tattoo night going on. <laughs> looking for Don't a band yeah. <laughs> yeah swear swear it I'll, we'll let the, we'll let the agent know to avoid <laughs> yeah. avoid those ones yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, kind of kind of reminds me of our experience in uh in a little town called chatham in kent yeah um where the the, and the, see, we did end up playing this gig. So Ben, Ben wasn't actually in the band at this time. This was on our very first tour as a band, mm. and um, I'm pretty sure I've told this story in the podcast before, but it's relevant. So the um, we met the pub landlord, and he wasn't putting the show on. The the, the promoter like was a friend of ours. He'd hired out the back room. Mm. I don't think they knew what the deal was with this guy. Yeah. But he said something to me upon arriving that I cannot repeat. And <laughs> it just instantly just set this really murky and horrible tone. But because yeah. a friend of ours had put the show on, I was like, well, I don't want to let my friend down. But that was awful. That yeah. was a horrible exchange. And it sounds like you've got no integrity. Yeah, I think that's probably <laughs> what it is, essentially. Yeah. Um, you know... <laughs> I, 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 I've got I've got a similar one, which is in the band. Go on. In, what racist was, band did you play what, with? What racist band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, when it was in Falls, we played. I, I might, again, I probably said this story on the podcast, but fuck it. Um, we played the Star and Garter in Manchester, and um, as we turn up, so the context: the singer is from a gypsy traveller background, and we turn up, and the guy was like, "Oh, you know, you sort of sorting out the Wi-Fi." And as you're loading, oh, the Wi-Fi code. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, well, all right, what's the code? And he went, um, uh, we hate pikeys. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and there, Mark. It's a like, capital P. Uh... <laughs> is, that, is that an I or, a, or a number one for pikeys? <laughs> yeah, needless to say, I didn't go down particularly well with uh, uh, 
uh, Martin. Uh, no. and, yeah, rightly so. He chastised him, and, and very rightly so. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was. He, he. He's not the kind like Tom to to hide. Hey, uh, <laughs> I feel really bad now. Yeah, I've made Don't worry, terrible it's choices. Fine. It's fine. I didn't play. I didn't play the gig for him. Okay. okay. I, you could have said, "Oh, I didn't play it very well," so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't, but that's just part of the course with me. So. <laughs> you just uh, reminded me of. Another comedy one that was bad. Uh, so thanks for that. Um, oh, good. <laughs> yeah, it was in a pub in Wrexham. Oh, which I live. I live in Wrexham. Which pub? Oh, it was something to do with. I feel like it was like the Nags Head or something. But the, yeah, there is a, there is a Nags Head. Um, it's the it's the pub I decided to give up meat in. Uh, oh, yeah. such, was the, such was the quality of the meal I'd been given. Did they not... serve you a nag's head? Yes, yes, that's why. <laughs> it might I, I, I'm, I might be mixing two up here because I've done one in Wrexham that was quite nice. Oh no, the nag the nag's heads was a nice gig. Sorry, oh, okay. I, sta- I mean, I, I stand by what I said, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's fine. If if, <laughs> they don't, if the food's not that good, but the comedy gigs are fine. So. But that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it was another one. Is, is there a pub like something to do with Greyhounds or something? Uh, there is a Greyhound Inn. I would Quite never have thought. Uh, I would never have thought comedy would have happened in the Greyhound. Yeah, it mean, happened com- once, I think. Right. <laughs> <laughs> comedy uh, because of once. this. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, basically, we turned up, and it was like really quiet, and they were like, "Oh, it would have been busier, but the stereophonics are on tonight, so <laughs> you you're sort of competing with them." And it was like, "Oh, great." Oh, yeah, that's fine. Um, so we started, and there was some fellas in there who were just there for their Saturday night pint. You know, like didn't want to listen to anyone else. Just yeah. so there was, they were dead center, just talking like a normal Saturday night in the pub, which is fine. But like, move around the back of the pub or something. <laughs> you just stayed where they were, just chatting like about their wives and stuff. Um, <laughs> just like you know like fellas in the pub yeah, so we were yeah. like the comedy was trying to happen around them and we were like this this isn't going to work if you stay here all night so I think they eventually moved and just but weren't any quieter um, and then there was a table that was sort of L shaped the setup so there was people to your right and people in front of you um, and the people in front had to listen to you because they were right in front of you uh, but the people to the right of you had kids and all that, and they just fully weren't bothered about the stand-up either. So it was like doing a gig in a massive room to like three people because they literally had to listen to you because you were right in front of them. But they left the telly on. In the oh, God. And, uh, and Britain's Got Talent final was on. Oh, what? So, I, so halfway through my set, I just started watching Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I fucking love this one. Like, just chatting to the people who was listening to me going, oh, yeah, I hope this one wins. Oh, Sam flying in and all that. Just, yeah, just watched Britain's Got Talent for half of it. Because it <laughs> sometimes it's just unplayable. It's just not yeah. <laughs> you just pull up pull up a chair and sit on a table with them and uh, enjoy the show instead. May as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely could. Great. Yeah. There's a... um. There's a pub in Wrexham. Oh, they, there's some nice, yeah, I know. There's some nice places in Wrexham to drink, but yeah. there's there's one in particular where I saw 
And I've been, I've been there before. I've taken my daughter to the play area there. But the I saw a night that was advertised. I, mean, I saw the subsequent footage, which is one. It's a one woman tribute show. Hmm. She did two different acts. She did in the first act, she was Jess Glynn, and in the second act, she was Beyonce. And yes, she blacked up. Oh my god! No what? way! Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell! Yeah, that's like a... oh my god! Yeah, that's that's too far, isn't it? Yeah, it oh. is. It is good very range, much... though. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Go from but Jess it... Glynn to Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I could cover the, uh, a, a wide field. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, very much about thirty years in the past. When yeah, you yeah. sort of set foot into it. Was she like half and half where they do like you know, where they, t- they face one way and do <laughs> and spin round? Like like two face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very much you have a two face of pop music. <laughs> so much she yeah, she advertised herself as. Oh wow, that's insane. That what is a quick you... that's a quick change around though, like turnaround time. Say you've got a fifteen minute break to fully black up. Yeah. No, it's did she just do like is face it? and hands or did she do full body or full body? <laughs> From what I could remember, it was like a full body dress, so yeah. she just had to do the parts that were on show. Oh but okay, even, yeah. But even so Too I mean... easy that one, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Needs to put more work in. Yeah, yeah to be honest. Yeah. Well no, I, I heard differently. I heard she's got a, a, a sort of dunking tank in the uh, in the back <laughs> in the green room. She can Straight be lowered in. in and out again, and it's done within seconds. And um, speaking of like tributes and stuff, do you guys what do you feel about like tribute bands and stuff? Well, I mean, it depends on the quality of the bands. Yeah. So they have they have a place, but they're generally terrible, aren't they? I think. Yeah. I just oh, don't, I don't like. I, I I understand it a bit more with say like a band who have retired. Yes. Um. But when there's like touring bands, and then there's also like tributes yeah. of them touring bands, I just feel like very strange. Yes, yeah, it is odd. But there's comedians as well now. What what tribute comedians? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a guy who does a uh, there's a guy who does like Lee Evans and Peter Kay Whoa. and stuff. No, what? They just do like straight up like wow. garlic bread and all that. Like, <laughs> full on, Whoa. just take the whole set word for word, and like they sell pure tickets. Like it's mad. Fucking hell. That's oh, I didn't think TB was as rife in the comedy world as it is. No, in, I know it's crazy. Music, but... It's mad to see. But my oh favourite my ones are have you have you heard of Blobby Williams? Oh my god. Is that, <laughs> no. is that he's Mr. Just a, Blobby? No, is. no, he's just a fat <laughs> fat Robbie Williams. It's amazing. Like he you really know. looks like him and everything. Just What's like singing angels and stuff. There's there's that really there's that really awful one which seems to be really popular, which is Elvana, which is the Elvis Nirvana tribute. Oh, so no. it's like Nirvana fronted by Elvis. Which oh, just can't. not nobody wants that. Wait, well, what, apparently they what do. What happens but... there? Like, did well, they just did they do Nirvana songs, or does he say yeah, it, like it's Elvis? Nirvana, it's Nirvana songs, but as sang by Elvis Presley, which is a combination we've all dreamt of in in our heads. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly, I'm really intrigued to that, and I, I think I like that more than just a normal tribute band. They are. They, they talk quite quite regularly. Well, they do. Oh, it's it's very popular. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, it, it'd be good if there was others. You know, like 
like fusion. Slayer and Michael Jackson or something. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> something I'd go like to Slayer, Slayer and Michael Bublé actually. I oh think yeah, be, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, All of that would be good. There's well, see, there's I, like, um, oh, go on. I was gonna say there's a, there's an ABBA. There's a is it metallic ABBA? Oh. That do ABBA tunes. With, yeah, but I, I, that doesn't need explaining, uh, does it? No, I, think, I mean it's, it's kind of there. Yeah, yeah I think. Yeah, I think there is because if you ever remember the Ingvy Malmsteen version of "Gimme, Gimme, Gimme," I think it's sort of stemmed. <laughs> I don't, stemmed don't remember that. that at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. Do you know what Trib Fest is? No, it's like I a festival of, of tribute bands. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um but they do like a they do like a festival in August time and then they do like a, a cruise to from Hull to Rotterdam. Oh Benjamin. Uh, it's your specialist subject. I used to play the band on that on that mini cruise. Oh really? Which one? <laughs> yeah. uh, it was just a, a standard covers band. Oh like, okay. About like you talk about oh, about ten, eleven years ago. They, oh, they, right, yeah. they used to have it, yeah. They used to have all kinds of well, um, we, club acts. Yeah, I went on the the like the Trib Fest weekend. So it was like <laughs> they had like tribute bands on and there was like the right, Foo yeah. Fighters, um Stereophonics. Guns and Roses, um, right. like New Order or some shit like that. Um, <laughs> but it was amazing because, like, it was, I think it was like November or something. So the sea was like real choppy. Um, <laughs> and like the, the band members were just like all getting seasick. <laughs> and do you know, like, the guy who's Axel Rose, he'd sort of do like Axel Rose's little body roll and then sort of like have to stop and go, what? Like no, because he felt because he felt too crazy, and he had like he had like the glasses and the bandana on and all that, and then he'd run off stage and he'd come back and like one of those items would be gone because he'd just been sick. He, yeah, and then he just kept coming back on with like less and less stuff on, looking more and more ill. Like it was it was incredible, such a such a weird weekend. Like that. Um... Bobbing around in the North Sea. That fe- that that crossing g- did get really rough. Oh and, yeah, uh, I, yeah. It's it's fucking nightmare to play. I used to have to I used to have to eat um, crystallized ginger to stop myself throwing up. Oh really? Uh, and nearly choked to death on a piece. <laughs> uh, so that's that's good. So I... speaking of um, tribute bound festivals, right? Hmm. There is one in Wrexham in August, right? Yeah. And this is how it goes. So on the front, I've got the lineup in front of me. So it's part tribute band, part, well, you'll see what it is. On Friday the 6th of August, the these are original acts now, not tribute acts. You've got Scooter, Darren Styles, Venga Boys, Two Unlimited, Bass Hunter, Robin S, oh, and yeah. Ultra Beat. When, right? when are we going wow. to this? <laughs> <laughs> what date is it? That's the Friday the 6th of August. Oh, then on nice. the 7th, you've got the tribute bands, which are Rammstein, uh, there's an Iron Great. Maiden one. I love the two. names though. What's the names? So that's Ram Lied. Oh, uh, what? Like that one. <laughs> Rubbish. Rubbish. You, you've got Aerosmith, who are Eurosmith. Oh, uh, which, that's all right. That Euro just sounds. Smith. It sounds like something uh, like a Beaconsfield Services, doesn't it? Eurosmith. Yeah, well, like a, like yeah. a uh, like locksmith or something. You've got Tenacious D, who are Tenacious Double D. Um, mm. You've got Tool, a Tool tribute band in Wrexham. Very strange. Toolology, they're called. Um, Rubbish. Yeah. The, and then Sunday, you've just got more of more of a... Oh, the David Bowie tribute act is called Graham Bullen. Oh, right, yeah. 
Just this, just this government name. Yeah. The Elton John, the, the Elton John tribute band is called Paul Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's yeah, and yeah, there you are. So wow. good stuff. Yeah. I hope. Um, How I much are the tickets? <laughs> I don't know. Let's have a. What's a we? What, kind of want to just go to that Friday. Yeah, yeah. The Friday. Let's have let's have a look for the Friday. Well, on Eventbrite, the tickets are going between zero pounds and seven hundred and ninety nine. I'll so, pay zero. Yeah, for the Friday. That's seven hundred and ninety nine. Yeah, that uh, fr- definitely worth that. The yeah, Friday, yeah. the Friday night dance classics only is sixty quid, including booking to uh, booking fee. It's not bad that to see Scooter. That's all right, that to see Scooter singing yeah. presumably uh, "Fuck 2020," their uh, single of last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder if there's like any uh, tribute f- to like anything else, you know, like celebrity <laughs> chefs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a fake Gordon like, Ramsay. To, uh, to maybe. <laughs> Like just a, call your wife a cunt or something. Sorry, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> <way. Talking laughs> do, do, would you would you apply the same uh, the same sort of rules to those tributes as in like they have to either no longer be chefs anymore or dead? So uh, you'd like I'd get a Gar- so, I'd get a Gary yeah. Rhodes in, for example. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I I couldn't name you any dead. Oh, actually, I could name you one dead chef. Do you, like. <laughs> That sounds like a great band as well. The Chef. Dead Chefs. <laughs> was it, uh, is it Anthony Worrell Thompson? He's dead, isn't he? Is he? Is he I dead? don't think so. I oh. thought he died. Don't Am I spreading maybe. fake news here? Oh, God, uh, I don't know. Probably. This is a great new section of the podcast called... <laughs> Name a Dead Chef. Name a Dead yeah. Chef. <laughs> who's dead Who, this week? Who's, what were you going to say, dude? Um, I need to know. Anthony Bourdain. Oh, yeah. I knew oh, you say yeah. Oh, but he's 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 like something beyond a celebrity chef. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Um, Parts Unknown is just one of the most inspiring TV shows. I think yeah, I've it's just amazing. So it's, my um and sadness. So Sorry, my 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 daughter's mum, um, who I'm still like very very good friends with, she's got a framed picture of Anthony Bourdain in her house because she loves him. And her mum came round and was like, oh, who's your new fella you've been speaking to? <laughs> and, she was, and she was like, A, he's a celebrity chef, and B, he's dead. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, mum. <laughs> Thanks, mum. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh. I'm trying wow. to think, I, like, I genuinely don't know any, like, dead celebrity chefs, and I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> uh, Is the little chef a real person? <laughs> <laughs> that's dead, definitely dead, dead. That might still be hanging on by the skin of its teeth, you know. The oh, really? Chef. I don't know. I'm not sure. You know what? I'm going to look it up. Um, well, um, while you're doing that, I've just typed Anthony Worrell Thompson uh, into into Google. Uh, he is not dead. Yeah, I um, thought so. Thank God. I don't know who I was thinking. Um, Keith Floyd, he's dead. He is dead. Yeah, he's very dead. Who's he? He's... Um, he did. Uh, he had a show called Floyd en France, oh. and he'd just go around France getting absolutely leathered, making like um, cassoulet and whatever French people eat. Oh uh, yeah, garlic bread. One. Yeah, garlic bread. Yeah, it was. It was actually. Um, <laughs> it, was Peter, it was Peter Kay before he became a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> um, I typed in dead chefs, and the first one that's come up is Guy Fieri. And I, he's definitely not dead. 
No, he's not dead. Oh, thank God. I don't even think... Yeah. Is, is he? He's not even a chef, is he? I think he just eats. <laughs> yeah, he just <laughs> eats and like points and stuff, doesn't he? <laughs> Famous eater. Mm. Uh, I'd like that career. I'd go for that. I don't know. Um, I honestly don't know why I've Googled anything because all the ones that have come up, I didn't know anyway. I, I like... No, right. I would have been surprised if I was like, oh, I know all these. <laughs> like um, Albert uh, Rue, you know who he is? Albert Rue. Albert Rue. Rue. I, I know Albert Rue, but only because I've watched a lot of MasterChef. Did he oh, okay. develop He's... the Rue, the Rue? Is that his thing? The like the thickening sauce with uh... La Rue? Did he, oh, de- did he yeah. develop La Rue? He was the talent scout for La Rue. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it, mate. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, a- anyone interested in the uh, current uh, trading nature of Little Chef? Oh yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. Well, go on. Well, apparently, apparently they still have a website, uh, littlechef.co.uk. Let's check out locations. See if there's any about still. Um, used to, oh, used to get a bell to breakfast there. You know, I used to go there all the time. Oh, look at this! Apparently, there's one just outside Liverpool. Oh. Crikey! There you are near Tatton Park. Where's that? Tatton, like, Tatton Park is not near Liverpool. What? Nutsford, oh, Nutsford is in Nutsford on the A556, allegedly. <laughs> a great road. <laughs> I might go there. I might, I might yeah. my head off in the morning. <laughs> a little chef. There's your breakfast uh, sorted. Yeah. <laughs> Try and put a gig on. <laughs> in, in the little chef. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why get, not? Your, get your maxi breakfast in while you're doing it. Why not? Uh, Do you know you said you, you was from Chester Ways? Yeah. Have you been to... Have you been to Alexander's? Is that where you went? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. so I went to Union Chester and then I, I lived there for a couple of years um, right. before moving out to the sticks in Wales. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I've been to Alexander's quite a few times. Yeah, um, every time I've performed there, I think it's been like four times now or something, every time I start talking, somebody goes, oh, he's a scouser. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what like, it is. But I get like real PTSD with it because my first gig I done there, like I was like, oh, it's a big deal being booked to do the middle of this because it's like a, a pro gig, you know, Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and Danny runs it. So it was like, I had to make a good impression. So he'd book it again type thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I come on and the first thing I heard out the corner of me ear was, oh, he's a scouser. And I was like, oh, <laughs> That's what? dead weird because it's like Liverpool's not even that far from Chester. No. <laughs> so then, and then, I used to do a when I first started. Yeah. I I done like a a couple of minutes on um, like animal facts and uh, about like animal genitals and stuff. Just because I didn't know what I was doing and <laughs> I thought they were yeah, funny. Um, <laughs> and and I, I say at the beginning of it, I was like, "Oh, if you if we're not laughing, we're learning." You know, just in case like people didn't find the facts <laughs> funny. And some woman was like, "Oh, well, at, at least I'll be learning." And I was like, "Oh." because i didn't know how to deal with it because i was like fairly new i went oh well i've learned that you're a bit of a cunt (laughs) i didn't go well (laughs) because it was too aggressive off the bat there was no build up to it i just sort of went and then she started kicking off (laughs) so a fella was trying to like calm her down and like the, the bouncers come over and started kicking them out so I heard, I heard this fella arguing with a bouncer at the back of the room while I'm trying to like finish me set to a bunch of people who I've just like offended. 
sitting in the back, just like, get the fuck off me, lad. I'm going to fucking batter you. And I was just like, oh, no. I, I have to walk past these when I come off here. And, then, and now every time I do Alexander's, I come on, say hello, and people go, oh, this is Scouser. I'm like, oh, no, it's happening no, again. again. Every time. No. It's so weird. I just don't understand it. It's weird because, yeah, you're right. It's like, it's what, 40 minutes? Yeah. From Liverpool, it's not like it's, oh, he's a Geordie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's mad. I, honestly, every time I've performed there, I've heard someone say it. I, like, it's to the point where it's like strange. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> I'd, I've got, so I went to see a Smiths tribute band in Alexander's, obviously, because I was a young dickhead who, I mean, <laughs> I st- still kind of like the Smiths, don't, obviously, don't like Morrissey. You've got to, got to caveat that these days, you've got to say. Yeah. Love the Smiths, hate Morrissey. Um, but I went with some mates, and they were great, but they had this one guy who really, really believed that the guy who was playing Morrissey was Morrissey and kept trying to touch him. And uh, they right. had to, they just had to throw him out because he kept trying to touch fake Morrissey's face. Fake Morrissey, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Great. How like easily convinced is that man? <laughs> He's definitely I'm not, I'm got loads of like really black you. clothes and that, Annie. Like no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's real Gucci this. Do <laughs> you not know what a tribute band is? <laughs> oh my god, the Smiths have reformed and are playing yeah. in this in this hundred capacity venue in Chester. <laughs> Ten pound a ticket, can't believe it. Like, oh my god, Mark's gonna be there. He must go to like imagine if he, if he knew about tribute festivals. Oh if he loses his mind. What do you mean I get to I get to see ACDC, Guns N' Roses, and Kiss all for <laughs> double twenty quid? Yeah. I thought Freddie Mercury was dead. Yeah, mad. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking hell. Good lad. Do you, uh, do you know what you're saying about Morrissey? Do you, <clears throat> do you not like separate the art from the artist? Uh, do any of that? It, yeah, because this is all. It's a discussion that I always I don't like having because I never mm. want to be outed as like no basically just don't, <laughs> don't just don't want to be cancelled because like <laughs> yeah you know because like I still really like the Smiths and mm. like I you know what I mean like I mean I I don't I, I don't like him he's for obvious very very plain to the obvious reasons yeah. but it's like it's by the same token where like Bad by Michael Jackson is a fucking yeah. amazing album. Mm. And it's, well, it's weird I, with Michael Jackson in it because, like, not re- like, never really got convicted of anything. So it's still all like yeah. sort of up in the air. And like, have you ever seen how crazy his fans go if anyone like jokes oh, yeah. about him or anything? Mm. Oh, it's like it's chaos. Sweet. It's like they can cancel you for not liking him. Yeah, they're they're very 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 protective of. Michael oh Jackson, yeah, it's crazy. Is um, it? It's a proper shame though, isn't it? Like. It is because that because like because his back catalogue was up until arguably the late mid to late nineties was fucking insane. Yeah, like, but it's such a then, great output. Yeah, but like, do you like the song he done with Eddie Murphy and stuff? Have you heard that? No. Oh, no. That, oh get on it. Is that the one where where he's Eddie Murphy's in the video? Yeah, I, I think he like might Egypt? sing the chorus or something as well. Oh, I don't remember that. But bit. there's a bit where the, the video's like a proper weird trip, though, because they're, like, yeah. in the sky and stuff. Just, oh, like, shit. walking oh, around in the sky. But then all of a sudden, like, Michael Jackson's spinning around and there's loads of school kids running around him. <laughs> and you're like, wow. He was just... <laughs> if he was the, if he was up to something, he was put, rubbing it in everyone's face here. Like, <laughs> not hiding, hiding in plain sight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Fucking hell. Jesus, yeah. 
was mad. Um, Sorry to I, bring it I down might... to that level. No. But, uh... <laughs> no. I, but, you know, I, I might slightly move away from, from an area where it could, you know, you could get, get, get as Ben's a teacher. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be all right. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we get cancelled for discussing whether you can get cancelled for discussing whether you can get cancelled. <laughs> no, it's it, incredibly meta. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a technicality, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a weird one with like the Smiths and that, isn't it? Because I mean, he's just a—he's always been a bit of a clown. Hmm. Um. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm not the biggest Smiths fan anyway, so it's not really any doesn't really bother me that much whether it, whether he's a knob or not, really. Yeah. I mean, it'd be good if he wasn't. But yeah, so it's, it's better if everyone wasn't, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just all don't be knobs. Yeah. We can all enjoy each other's art. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I don't have to question whether I'm allowed to like something on Spotify. Yeah, yeah get caught singing Billie Jean or something. You have to explain yeah, yourself. Like, like, oh, what? You just catch Pedophile sympathizer. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the, the function band that I occasionally play in, we'd mm. learn learned a, a Jackson tune for the. Well, we'd never played any. We'd learned it. And the day we were about to play it was the day, like the, you know, that the, the Neverland documentary aired on, uh, on Channel yeah. Four. We were sort of we were like, mm, yeah, leave oh well. that one out. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's two hours of my life I'll never see back again. <laughs> or just just hope that when the buffet opens, you can just play that one and the one again. <laughs> yeah, just it in then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. So. um Bringing this back around to gigs, uh, have you any more stories? What's your worst kind of? What's your, um, what's your worst? If you to be one. honest, I think that I've already said some of my worst. Uh, yeah, <laughs> most of them, as I say, because I've not been doing comedy for that long, I've not really had any of the horrible uh, weekend nights. But I don't know if you know much about like gong shows and stuff. Gong? I mean, I know the band Gong, but oh, I don't think that's what you mean. That's it? the tribute band, Gong. So <laughs> <laughs> no, it's basically say you do, um, you have to do five minutes of stand-up and there's three people in the crowd all holding a card. And if they all hold the card up, you get kicked off stage. Basically right. means you're not doing very good. Right, um, okay. So there's one in so Manchester you- called Beat the Frog. And there's one in com in the comedy store called King Gong, and basically if you do well, <laughs> if you Great. do well, you get like progressed, you get like a little opening spot there and stuff, and right. it's good, but it's it's quite a tough gig, especially if you're really new, um, because it's it's in the audience's hands, and you could just have someone who's gone to the show wanting to be a knobhead. You know, just does isn't happy with anything. Wants to see people getting kicked off stage because it's embarrassing or whatever. So uh, there was one in Stockton, um, which is that's like, near Newcastle. Again, yeah, yeah, like two and a half hour drive or something. And I'd never done a gong show before, so I didn't know how to approach it. Um, so we got there, and it was like sold out. I can't remember how many people was in it. Like f- something stupid, like four hundred people on a Friday night or something. Ooh. And I was like, oh, my God, what's happening here? <laughs> and then pe- the, the crowd was just ruthless. Um, people were going on. Uh, one guy was mid-applause break and got gonged off. And I was like, how, how does that happen? 
I didn't even what? know that was possible. So now I'm like shitting myself in the back, like, oh, fucking hell. You just, <laughs> just got kicked off mid-applause break. Like, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> so I drove like two and a half hours to get there. I I was on just before the break. And as I walked on stage, I seen half of the audience just getting up and walking to the bar because uh. they knew there was a break on. And they all wanted to get to the front of the queue. So I was instantly like, oh, people are leaving. This is brilliant. Um, and I started my set with just like a normal like gig set, which could be a little bit slower, you know, like sort of just yeah, introducing yeah, yeah. myself type thing. Um, and I didn't realize that gong shows, you need to just come out and just go straight Smash for it. it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was 45 seconds in and just all three cards flew up. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I just had to, to get back in my car and drive all the way back to Liverpool. Just like uh, this was awful, deflated, oh, it's terrible. Yeah, it still sounds like the comedy equivalent of a battle of the bands competition that night. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot more similar, immediate. Yeah. A lot more immediate though. Mm. Like, yeah, because there's comedy competitions where you get to do like your five minutes or your ten yeah. minutes or whatever. But this is literally like you might get a minute. They might, oh, they might give you leeway, but if you go on and you're like really bad, you just get kicked off straight away. Wow! And they're like Fucking proper, proper ruthless. Like five hour round trip for forty five seconds, mate. It was oh. horrendous. Yeah. And then Sounds every like other time you. I've Sounds been to great. Stockton, I've just done terrible. And I don't know if it's something in my head <laughs> or what. But like one time we went and done like a the Georgian theatre or something. Right. And it's meant to be a dead nice gig. And I was dead excited for it to like try and like big myself back up again, be like, I'm all right in Stockton. Because it was the same promoter. I think he like gave me a second chance. Oh no, it was it was a different promoter, but it was in the same area. So he'd come down to the gig, this big promoter. And I was like, right, I'm gonna try and smash this, maybe get some gigs from him. And then the night we were there, they were turning the Christmas lights on. So there was like <laughs> There's like eight people in the in the audience. Oh. The room sat like two hundred people or something. So it's just this cavernous room, and I could just see the promoter sat at the back with like a light on him, and I, and just nobody was laughing because there was no one in. Oh. Like half the audience were like sixty year old people, and I was on there trying to talk about like animal dicks and stuff. <laughs> And there was like two people to the right of me who were like, we're laughing, but it didn't matter because there was like, it just felt like you were doing terrible because there was no one there. Do you know what I mean? No one there. And I was like, oh, I'm definitely not getting booked. But like, (laughs) it was was so tough. Like my mate who come down with me was on and he got to his last, his last like close and line and he said it and then just went, well, see you later and just walked off because... (laughs) He laughed at like the, the lack of response he got from it. He just went, right, see you later then. He <laughs> <laughs> just got off. So I don't have a good time in Stockton either. I think wow. it's me. I think it might be me. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not one of the big cities in the UK, so, you know. Of course, there's stand-up, you... though. There's oh, a lot of good gigs uh, up there, yeah. Like the uh, that's the Arc, I think it's a big um, theatre there. And there's like real good gigs on up them ways. So, oh, right. Oh, okay. Com- I stand corrected. Com- well, comedy, yeah, it works on a different, very different circuit to gigs, doesn't it? So, mm. there's lots of like, you know, you might have an, you might go and play Kidderminster or something. And yeah. It'd be great. I think like the uh, smaller towns are, are better for comedy because like 
not not much goes on there, but it's quite a relatable thing, you know. Yeah, like I it, suppose I suppose that's a bit like like Stanhope does at the start of like No Refunds. He says mm. like I prefer to be doing this in a tiki bar in Hawaii, but this is New York City. People need comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Sometimes you get people and like, ah, oh, thanks for coming here. And you're like, yeah. oh, like, is there really not nothing else going on? Like, they're just so happy that people have come Visited. to their little town in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like, you know, like cricket clubs and stuff like that. It's weird. So you get to get to some odd places in comedy, you know. I quite like the idea of that, though. But it just doesn't work for bands. Because if you go somewhere where there's just no music scene... That's it. it. You need the audience, don't you? Yeah. yeah. I remember, Whereas... like, one of the best gigs... We ever, I don't know, it's not a best gig thing, but... Um, How dare you? was in uh, Neath, I think it was. Neath? Yeah, like Wales, ways. Neath's in Wales, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it's South Wales. Yeah, it's I think like, it's, um... it's like Neath or Barmouth, one of them too. Right. And uh, we turned up and we were like, oh, this is going to be horrible, this little seaside town <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. And... Uh, all the people there because because not much happened and this like yeah. metal night was like once a month or something. They must have like all really like researched the bands that were playing and like they all knew words to the songs and stuff. Whoa. The songs. And we were like, oh this was sick. Like one of the best gigs ever. Like we come back <laughs> play it again. And like there was more people there to see us that time. Amazing. And it kicked off because everyone was just like, because nothing happens there. And like, they like smashed the toilets up and stuff. We were just like, oh, we're not getting asked back here now, are we? <laughs> <laughs> it was all going so well. We had fans and now we're just not getting not getting asked back. But that was a good little gig there. So sometimes it, it does work if they... Uh... Yeah, it's a definite, it's a proper roll of the dice though, mm, isn't it? You know, because yeah. like, we, we played a gig in... Uh in Spain in a place called Zaralf, which is in the Basque country. Yeah. And it was kind of, I reckon like a similar thing, like we rolled up to this place and it was basically like a, like an abandoned warehouse that we we're playing in. Like mm. all the windows have been smashed in and stuff like that. And we kind of got them. We were like, is this really where we're playing the show? And by the time the doors were open, there were like 150, like really up for it. Teenagers yeah. from the local town, just there, just, just ready to go. And it was like, Whoa, okay. Just because it's something was... like it could have been anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> it's, it's cool though. Actually, I've, I've generated some income off the back of that gig. Cause I'm mixing an album for a band that played, uh, from, from that, that very show. Oh, that's good. Um, isn't it? Yeah. It's quite good. So it's, yeah. it's paid off. That's the only in reason you're, you're only in, you're only in this band to generate more like what, further yeah, employment. Further my career. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Just could just turn up to gigs with a CV. Yeah. Um, I do worry sometimes that if we did ever stop as a band that I would actually lose income directly as a result of that. So just so you know, Ben, this band will never stop. Right. Okay. Well, I'll 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 leave my resignation email in the drafts folder. <laughs> you guys yes. uh, got any plans for gigs coming up at all? Or I don't know what it's I like mean... with the with the music scene at the minute. Because obviously, stand up gigs you can socially distance them and stuff because yeah, people yeah, yeah. sat down, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got we do have stuff sort of penciled in for the end of the year, so we've got a few sort of bigger, like, uh, well, not bigger, but like festivaly type shows that hopefully we'll be able to go ahead. Oh, uh, cool. There's like uh, a couple in London, one in Brighton. Uh, we have something else in the pipeline that we aren't 
ready to announce yet. Mm. Oh, well, I don't know why. I mean, we can. Can Co- we? Are you cock teasing? No, and well, and, whatever. And, and no, right? <laughs> Mainly <laughs> because half the venues haven't been booked. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, hopefully, little teaser there for anyone listening. Yeah, exactly. There is exciting <laughs> yeah, stuff coming. That very, very cryptic clue there. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad at this game, you know. Like, I just can't. I can't do the the promoting a band properly thing at all. I just can't keep anything inside me. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Nice to meet you, Dean. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> so just just but before we before we break off, uh, break off. That's like, I've been in too break many. It. I've been break I've been in I've been in too many Microsoft Teams meeting. Before you uh, before we break <laughs> off into little breakout rooms. Um, well, so what what we talked about our our upcoming shows. What's uh, what's your diary looking like? Um, we have a we're doing a damn Daniel live show on the first of August in nice. said Alexander's. Oh, um, nice. Hopefully oh, everyone who goes knows I'm a scouser already. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and other than that, just just little ones dotted about here and there. It's hard to say at the minute because a lot mm. of stuff's getting changed about and mm. all gigs getting cancelled because all restrictions get changed and stuff. So, but uh, got a couple dotted about that about the north. Um, Lovely. But yeah, first of August live, damn Daniel. If anyone. If anyone listens, don't know if they do. They just do. What to our podcast? No, not yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> anyone who listens to yours who might listen to mine, I meant. <laughs> See, that, that's at the minute the Venn diagram is me. Yeah. Um, in well, the there's a live <laughs> show there if you want to come, man. Sound, yeah, great, great, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I do a bit of a, a fucking like a, a fumbled plug. Um, which sounds like a band name uh, at the start of each episode. Which, uh, yes, a plug, uh, pl- plug the guest, uh, oh, literally yeah. and metaphorically speaking. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there we are. Well, nice. Well, thanks very much for coming on, Dean. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, taking your time. No worries, man. To, uh, to talk to us, and um, yeah, nice one. I'm going to click stop, but don't go away. Mm.